Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Man, I'm still, uh, I'm still floating from yesterday. Yesterday was just the craziest day. You, to live that what we lived through yesterday with you all live on the show was just for everyone here in the room. I know I speak for everyone, even my radio crew who were watching. It was just an incredible moment. Three million followers on the air. We had 127,000 people. I just want to, again, thank you for yesterday. I hope you understand how much that meant to me. And thank you for all the feedback on the Tucker episode, part one. Part two today, 3 p.m. Eastern time. It gets even better. Key, you thought part two was better, right? He says he says significantly better. I, I I don't know. I liked part one too. So I but you know, Gee forever the pessimist. But he says part two significantly better. Check that out today. What's that? It's ten minutes longer. Okay, good to know. I did not know that. So they cut it. So check that out. Major major interview yesterday with us. It was really awesome. I'm glad you all liked it. I got a follow up on yesterday's episode today. Because again, I'm getting a ton of feedback that are people from people who are really worried about these great reset people and all of the stuff they keep talking about that's ignored. I'm going to bring the receipts today and show you, you will own nothing. If they have their way, you understand what I'm telling you? You will own nothing. And they brag about it. You will own nothing. Everything, ladies and gentlemen, will be shared. Just, just wait. Worrying about those upcoming credit card bills? Well, there's no better time than now to wipe out that debt, set yourself up for a strong 2024. Interest rates have fallen, and my friends over at American Financing can help you access that equity in your home at a fixed interest rate of 5.99%. You heard that right, 5.99%. It's a much lower rate than the average 25% credit card rate. Think about how much you could save every month. American Financing is a great company. It's saving their customers an average of $700 a month. It's like an $8,000 raise to start the new year. They're closing in as fast. They're closing in as fast as ten days, and even delaying two mortgage payments. Call today. Here's the number for American Financing: 888-994-7660. That's 888-994-7660. Or visit AmericanFinancing.net. NMLS one eight two three three four. NMLSConsumerAccess.org. APR for rates in the fives start at seven point eight zero one. When you give it a go, you skip that at a point seven point zero eight one. Call 888-994-7660 for details about credit card costs and terms. Thanks, American Financing. Again, it's AmericanFinancing.net. Check them out. It's a great company. A bunch of good guys over there and ladies. All right, folks. Getting back to the show. Joseph, big show today. Yes, sir. It's showtime, Dan. Joe is very excited today. As Guy said, he has a lot of energy today. Uh, You'll see why. This show, uh, there's no way I'm going to get to all this. This is one of the sickest two-pagers ever. Not only is it a two-pager, look. It's a two-pager with notes in the margin. That's how bad today's show is chocked full of info. Let's get right to it. The Great Reset thing I talked about yesterday in prescriptive mode. These people are not kidding. Just listen to them. It's incredible how many people email me after these things and tell me there are a lot of swampy-type Republicans and some Democrats who reluctantly watch the show. And they're like, oh, my gosh, Dan, this Great Reset thing, it's just a conspiracy theory. You're making all this up. Dude, I'm just quoting them, man. I know you like this story. I'm just quoting them. I'm just quoting them, people, these people. You will own nothing in their eyes. Do you understand that? The entire world will be a sharing economy. Now, here's the great irony of all this bullshit, right? These Great Reset people. The sharing economy means that the corporations they claim to hate, 
those evil white male patriarchal corporations that are stealing everything from you. The irony is they're going to own everything. The fleets of cars through Uber. They're going to own the real estate portfolios through their hedge fund. The irony of this whole thing is all they've done. Wait, this is an important point. This is an important point. Guy, you got to listen. Act as the audience on Buzzman because if I get too deep, he pulls me right out. The essence of communism is that the government and the centralized government loan everything. They will own the, the uh, production of goods and resources. They'll own everything. You work for the government. The great irony of the Great Reset crowd is they want the corporations to own everything regulated by the government. Uber will own the fleets of cars. Again, hedge funds will own the uh, houses and, and you'll just rent them from people. You will own nothing. That's the irony of this whole thing. No, they're not talking about that. Listen, based on feedback from yesterday's show, here he is. Here's your guy, Klaus Schwab again, head of the World Economic Forum, talking again about this sharing economy. Hat tip to Wide Awake Media. They have good clips of this guy. Talking about how you're sharing everything. And by the way, when they say sharing, they mean your data too. They mean everything. Don't just think houses and cars. Everything. Your genetic profile, your data. Listen to this. But what is important for me, if I look particularly at the impact of the fourth industrial revolution, to a certain extent also uh, of the, uh, if I look at the disruptive nature of and the structural change, which we the fellow of COVID, I think we should use this social contract as an expression of the transition of one world to another world. I think the key um, narrative which we should have is to move from a society which is built on production and consumption to a society which is built on caring and sharing. <laughs> Folks, let's just listen to what the dude has to say. You will own nothing. This is their future. They've all they've done is is trade big government for big corporations regulated by government that are going to own everything, your data, your car, your house. You will own jack squat. Private property goes out the window for you, but not for the connected corporations and the government regulators that own them. Your data, too. This is what freaks me out about this stuff. This great reset shit they talk about is absolutely real. I want to play this clip from yesterday again. So you understand what they're talking about here. When they're talking about taking everything from you in the new sharing economy where you own nothing, they want to use your data. You see, there's a reason going forward. A couple of people picked up on this on Twitter yesterday. They said, Bongino nailed it. I'm not trying to nail anything. I'm just trying to expose the obvious. The reason they need to control the data and censor the internet is because the artificial intelligence of the future is going to be able to predict things and is going to be able to dominate the economy. They can't have that artificial intelligence in the new data democracy where they throw elections out the window and just predict who you want. They can't have the artificial intelligence representing what conservatives want, telling the truth. So they have to censor the information because it's reading the language, okay? That's why this predictive mode he talks about, prescriptive mode, that's why this is so important that they censor and keep conservatives locked down. They're afraid the artificial intelligence is going to read the truth. And there's nothing liberals hate more than the truth, whether it's about college admissions or tax policy. They can't have AI reading that. Here, listen to this. The technology now is and digital technologies mainly have 
an analytical power. Now we go into a predictive power, and we have seen the first examples, and your company very much involved into it. But then the next step could be in, to go into a prescriptive uh, mode, which means um, uh, you you do not even have to have elections anymore because you can already uh, predict what uh, predict, and afterwards you can say, why do we need elections? Because we know what the result will be. Again, I played it yesterday. I'm just showing you again how these people are not kidding. When they're talking about going into sharing mode and sharing everything, they mean your data too. They just don't want conservatives to be able to share data in the public space because they're afraid artificial intelligence is going to read it and make predictions based on what conservatives say on social media, which is typically fact. The left can't live in a world of facts. If the left lived in a world of facts that AI was reading, school choice wouldn't exist. Tax policy wouldn't exist. Conservative tax policy wouldn't exist. Patient controlled healthcare wouldn't exist. You think the, you think AI that has no emotion whatsoever is going to read about government run rationing of healthcare and decide that better out- outcomes come from it, even though there's no data to back that up at all. You understand now why, uh, why that executive order we covered months ago? Oh, I wish I'd put this in the show today. I had sent it to Guy. It was a Wall Street Journal article. It's about how Joe Biden and his team. How they, they have this executive order about how they want to contour artificial intelligence to make sure it represents like diverse interests. That's what this is about. You remember the article? That's what this shit is about. You understand? They don't want AI to be an unbiased observer of data or liberal theories about developing inner cities and race relations are going to be just pilloried. Imagine asking AI the question, are police hunting down black men randomly in the street? In five micro thousandths of a second, it's going to come back and say, there is no data to back that up. The Biden team's afraid of that. I want you to listen to this. This is great. You know, this guy's Australian Senator Malcolm Roberts. He just absolutely shreds. It's, it's like, this goes on for a while, but I, I cut about a minute of it for the sake of time. He shreds this great reset stuff. And he talks about exactly this, how this is what these people want. They want to make sure that they're sharing everything and you own nothing. And he's like, you know what? We're not having this over here. I got Bill Gates coming up next after this, dude, to show you how all these all these big corporations, the Microsofts, the IBMs, the Gateses, the Bezoses, they're all in on this, folks. They're all in on this sharing AI economy as long as they can censor you and control its output. Here, listen to this. Klaus Schwab's life by subscription, quote, is really serfdom. It's slavery. Billionaire globalist corporations will own everything, homes, factories, farms, cars, furniture. And everyday citizens will rent what they need if their social credit score allows. The plan of the Great Reset is that you will die with nothing. To pull off this evil plan, Klaus Schwab's World Economic Forum will need to take more than just material possessions from Australians. Senators in this very chamber today who support the Great Reset threaten our privacy, freedom and dignity. Yes, they're in this Senate chamber. One Nation vehemently opposes the Great Reset, the Digital Identity Bill, theft of agricultural land use, forcing farmers off their land and all of the Great Reset. One Nation has a comprehensive plan to bring our beautiful country back to sustainable prosperity. And in the months ahead, we will be rolling that plan out. 
Instead of Lib Lab pushing Klaus Schwab's great reset with the tagline, you will own nothing and be happy, One Nation advocates the great resist. The great resist. I'm in. I'm in, amigo. Are you in? The great resist. I'm in for the great resist against the shit great recess. You in too? How about in the chat? Take a little poll. I know Bacino. Is Bacino taking a break today? I haven't seen Bacino. What's up? He said he's on a, okay, he's on a, get an oil change. Bacino, we love you, buddy. Uh, go full synthetic. I'm going to take a little poll without Bacino. I'm just going to gauge your results by eye. Yes, you are down to join the great resist or no. You're all in with this great reset, as Malcolm Roberts calls it, life by subscription. I say to life by subscription, I'm going to own my stuff. I'm going to own my Ren and Stimpy. I'm going to own Stimpy. I'm going to own Ren. I'm going to own a red flag that Justin, because he's 72 feet tall, he magically got back yesterday. I'm going to own a, I'm going to own my natokinase so I don't die of some vaccine thing. I'm going to own my, here, we got Jesus up here. I'm going to, someone sent me Jesus. Someone had to make this. I'm going to own that too. I don't own Jesus though. Jesus is, uh, I'm a, so I, I am Jesus is a loyal servant, but I'm going to own all this stuff. My gavel, my Bongino baseball. I'm going to, I'm not subscribing to anything. But did you notice what Malcolm Roberts said? The irony of this whole thing is these great resetters want to empower the corporations that the traditional socialists over the years have told you were evil monopoly companies that were tearing away the wealth from the poor average working man with the dirt under his fingernails. Now the average working man has got to be subjected to the great reset crowd that wants to empower the same people they told you were screwing you over all, all the time. Do you think these people have any principles? Here's what's going to, you know what, folks, this is what's coming. CBDCs, central bank digital currencies, carbon passports, which is going to be like a debit card for your travel. Oh, look at you. you got an electric car, right? Uh, I don't want an electric car. Too bad they're mandated here in the state of California. You get that electric car. All of a sudden, they check your electric meter. Uh, I don't know, Guy. Looks like you've been commuting too much to the Bongino studio. Your carbon passport allotment is up, and you can get around that by paying extra taxes. Oh, I can. All of this stuff is coming. A lot of mandating going around, Guy says. Vaccine mandating, travel mandates, electric mandates, uh, CBDCs following you around everywhere, surveillance culture, AI, Biden executive orders controlling AI. No, I, me either. We're going to, we're, we're a part of the great resist. Here's Bill Gates, one of the richest men in the world. Uh, this guy's become, uh, it's, it's gotten increasingly detached from reality as time has gone on. The ironic part about this is, is a guy who's made billions, I mean, literally billions of dollars, you know, I hate that word, off of free markets and capitalism, who now is obsessed with this idea of like insect meat and carbon passports and carbon taxation. The taxation is going to be built into the passport. That's the whole point. Here, listen to him yourself. This is the globalist crowd all these lefties now love. These are the richest people among us. Check this out. The rich countries uh, have to play a central role, both funding R&D and uh, having policies. In some cases, uh, carbon taxes will be used uh, to drive the demand uh, for these clean products. And only by doing that in an aggressive way Will the economic costs uh, be brought down enough that we can turn to all the middle income countries uh, and say, "Okay, you know, change your whole cement uh, industry, change your whole steel industry. uh, And yet, you know, it's not holding you back 
uh, from uh, you know your uh, economic growth. Uh, the number of companies working on these things is very exciting. Um, and some of them will fail. A lot of them will fail. Uh, but, you know, we only need uh, a, a reasonable number, a few dozen of them, uh, to make it through. And that's what we have to accelerate. Human ingenuity is great. Uh, we create the right incentive system, you know, get the uh, private sector companies uh, engaged in this in a deep way. Uh, that's, you know, that's what the solution looks like. We already have a free market incentive system. It's called free markets. Companies are incentivized to do what? Does anyone know how this works? Anyone in the room? You want to take a stab at it? How liberty and freedom and the economic angle actually works? Let me do a little test. Justin, you're in school. You're the smart one. Oh, what do we know? We've been out of college for a long time. I've actually, I think, been out of college the least amount of time, which is ironic because Guy's younger than me. But what do I know? It's been like 10 years or so, whatever. So, Justin, why would you, if you were producing a widget, what were you, what are you aiming to do with the production of that widget? Like, why would you add a feature to that widget? You have any, any idea? Probably because, well, why would you sell some more? Why, why would you sell some more? Yeah, because it'd make you some money because, like, people would want it, correct? See, you see how this is, like, such an obvious question? Even, like, normal people, like, is this... You can't be asking me a question so dumb. Why would I make more widgets? Because people want the widget. That's why. You notice how Bill Gates and these globalist people are constantly replacing free markets with this government-based talk. Oh, well, government's going to give away a lot of your money, companies. Some of them will succeed and some of them won't. But human ingenuity will take over. That's not human ingenuity. That's government giving away your money to people who aren't using human ingenuity. And some of them may by chance survive. That's not the same thing. Folks, this, you're not going to own anything. It's going to be life by subscription, sharing everything future. If that doesn't sound dangerously like corporate communism, I don't know what does. I, I didn't coin that term. Or maybe I did. I don't know if it's been used before, but I'm sure someone's thought of that. This is corporate communism. That's what Klaus Schwab and others want. A few handful of people that are woke, Bezos, Bill Gates, Klaus Schwab's buddies, the Yuval Harari types, they want those people to own everything and you to give them the money because they're woke and you will own none of it. I'm not down for that. I'm down for the great resist. It, it sounds exactly like China. Corporate communism. That's exactly what that is. Corporations who do nothing to defy the CCP, they do everything to back them up. And if you stand against them like poor Jimmy Lai in Hong Kong or anyone else, you stand against them, you're done. That's the future here if we don't get this election right. But here's the question. I haven't done this in a while. Is it bad enough yet? Did you see what went down at the border yesterday? This train thing? No, no, no. I'm not talking about the illegals on the train. We've seen that video. Bill Malugin down there with Fox had a just shocking story about what they're doing with these trains now and why. The question is, is it bad enough yet that we can see a mass sea change and that the country just realizes in mass it was in the wrong direction? It's happened. It happened in New York City. It happened with the Reagan election. I'm not, I don't think we're there yet. But man, we are getting there fast. And this immigration thing, I think, is going to be the straw that breaks the proverbial camel's back. Let me take a quick break and I'll show you what I mean with this video. This is going to, folks, I'm sorry. I'm just warning you in advance. It's going to piss you off what's coming up next.
So if you're not interested in being annoyed this morning and you want to tune out, watch VOD later, I totally get it. Folks, bone charge. You want to just kind of cool out, relax, and sweat out the the gunk out of your body? Well, in these crazy days, we got to recharge and refresh in a natural way. To that end, you know I'm into these life hacks, folks. I discovered Bone Charge. It's a holistic wellness brand. They have great stuff. They have a huge range of evidence-based products to optimize life in every way. One of my favorites is their infrared sauna blanket. It's amazing how it helps me ease stress and unwind after a crazy day. The sauna blanket helps me break a sweat, which can help remove some of that garbage and other toxins from your body. It sets up in less than a minute. It heats like that. I relax in there. It makes me feel great. I, I it, The dynorphin release, just look that up. From the heat, it's just amazing. I do like a 30, 45-minute session. Sometimes I'm really in the mood. I'll take a break, come back. I kid you not, the sauna blanket from Bone Charge, absolute game changer, makes a great gift too. Bone Charge ships worldwide. And the sauna blanket ships free with no hidden cost. Plus, Bone Charge offers a 30-day free trial with easy returns or exchanges and a 12-month warranty. Relax, revitalize, refresh with Bone Charge and the sauna blanket. This holiday season, Bone Charge is offering a mass 25% off site-wide. 25% off. Head to Bone Charge, B-O-N-C-H-A-R-G-E.com, BoneCharge.com. And the 25% off code will be auto-applied to your entire order. Hurry while supplies last. Great product. Highly recommend. Folks, is it bad enough yet? So let me tell you what happened to me. So this weekend, right? This weekend, I, I, I sometimes I, I, I get in a mood to write. I don't, I don't know why I'm in a mood. I don't know. I'm sitting there on Saturday morning. Saturday morning is usually my favorite time, even though if we go out Friday night, my head is kind of like, <laughs> if you know what I mean, still kind of. My brain's like inflamed from, but that's for a whole other story, the unplugged edition. But I'm sitting there on a Saturday morning. And if you follow me on True Social and Twitter, you'll see that's when my best stuff comes out. Because sometimes I'm just in a mood. And this Saturday I wrote about, listen, hey, man, I'm going to give you the good, the bad, and the ugly. It's a speech I give once in a while, but I decided to write it on Twitter and Truth. And I talked about how we still have the best military in the world. I know they're trying to destroy it, but the hard reality is we have a far superior military. We do. Uh, are they trying to break it down? Yes. That was the good part. We also have a good capital base. We have, you know, we have entrepreneurs in America. That's good. The bad part is the people in charge now um, are doing their best to destroy it. I mentioned immigration and other things. The ugly part is that this is all being done deliberately. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to make no mistake here. Okay. I know you guys know this, but you need to really know it and spread the word. The destruction of the United States through illegal immigration right now, which is exactly the intention of what they're doing. We have an immigration process. It's called the immigration process. For them to deny that and throw it out the window and just open the borders to anyone and everyone to come into the country for any reason at any time, while simultaneously destroying the value of American citizenship, I need you to understand is the ugliest portion of where we are with the libs right now. This is all being done on purpose. They want this. The destruction is intentional. Biden will do absolutely anything to keep that border open, including Losing is Ukraine funding. He wants Ukraine funding because he does not want to lose to Vladimir Putin in Ukraine. You understand he's trying to forfeit that away right now to keep the border open. The Republicans said, close this border, do this, and we'll give you this Ukraine money. The Biden team doesn't want to do it. That is how committed they are to open borders. That is insane. That is profound. No matter where you are in the Ukraine funding, we know where Biden is. He wants this money no matter what. And he cannot do it because he must keep the border open. Listen to this Bill Malugin segment. So the trains coming into the United States from down south, 
Illegal immigrants are jumping on the train, breaking our laws to get a, basically a speedy ride up to the U.S. border. So instead of just doing something simple, guys, this is a crazy idea. Like actually shutting down the border to illegals and saying, remain Joe's ass just as like, no, what is that? Joe's even like, don't offend me, bro, with these crazy ideas like shutting the border down. He's like, dude, time out, man. Time out, slow down, bro. Slow down. Everybody's like, dude, that's racisty to suggest like you shut the border and let people in legally. Definitely xenophobic and istophobic, phobophobic, phobia, phobophobic. A hundred percent. I mean, people coming in a legal way. What are you, stupid morons? Meanwhile, I, I travel. I come back into the country. I got to go through a customs line. Nobody else does, apparently. Just me. I'm thinking about flying into Mexico City and just driving across. I just, I'd probably be, I didn't get a free ride. What the hell's the point? Is this hit anyone? Like, how unfair? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This topic just personally offends me. Because again, my wife went and my her mother and her family went through the legal immigration process. And I, I still to this day wonder, why do we even do that? Oh, Dan, because you love the constitution of the country. No, I get it. And I mean, we would have done it that way because we're not, you know, we're not lawbreakers. I just, I wonder from a practical, rational reason, what the hell was the point? Why bother? It makes no sense. Why would you ever come in this country the legal way? Watch Bill Malugin talk about what they're doing to these trains. They're stopping the trains. Now, you're like, you may be thinking, oh, oh, that's awesome. Biden wants to stop illegals from coming in. Oh, no, no. That's not why they're stopping the train. Listen to this. Take a live look at our Fox News drone over in Eagle Pass. They have had another mass illegal crossing out there. You can see hundreds upon hundreds of illegal immigrants waiting for processing there. You might be able to see a bridge off in the background. That is where the trains come in. Well, CBP has announced they are suspending railway operations to move CBP officers down into the field to help Border Patrol with processing. In other words, Harris, they're shutting down international commerce in order to help speed up processing of these migrants. Many of them, again, will be released and backed out here live. Mm -hmm. December is traditionally one of the slowest months at our southern border, but uh, the Border Patrol Union tells us right now their numbers show they are on track to potentially have the highest single month of arrests they have ever had at our southern border. Nice sip, right? Like my technique there? Yeah. I've been practicing. Thank you, Joe. <laughs> Joe's very excited. Joe's very weirded out by my right-hand technique. The left-hand technique is fine. The right, not so much. So that's good to know. They're shutting down the trains um, so they can take CBP, uh, Customs and Border Patrol uh, folks, and help them process people quicker into the country. So they're shutting down the trains because they can't put CBP people near the trains. They're like, no trains. Uh, we'll just go over here and get all these people in quicker over here. So they're shutting down international commerce, which we need, folks. Whether you like it or not, a lot of the stuff we get is, in fact, at least semi-processed and broken up international supply chains that are fragmented, and that's for a good reason. The products cross the border two, three times sometimes until you get to a finished product like a car, where it's all being shut down to make sure we process illegals in the country faster. This is insane. This is the... I mean, when you think you've reached, like, Peak insane crazy pills, like a bottle of new crazy pills comes out. Here, hang on a minute. This is my thyroid medication. I have thyroid issues, right? Here it is. Here's your bottle of crazy pills. Everybody, okay. Take the top off the crazy pill. Just down all of them. Can I have some? 
Yeah, out of your heart rate might get a little high if you take these credits. Yeah, if you did that, you'd be having a bad day. We'd be like this on Joe. Call the, call the EMT. Call the EMT. I don't know if you'd survive that. This is where we are. We're shutting down freaking trains and commerce to process people illegally into the country faster. And by the way, if you mention anything about this, there's a reason the show always goes in this direction for a reason, right? Because everything I tell you, show, oh, they're not calling people racist for asking about a secure border. Really? Here, we always bring the receipts. Here's one of the Castro brothers here, Democrat member of Congress, but full-time lunatic, suggesting that even if you're a Democrat supporting a secure border, that you may be just aligning with right-wing racism. Take a look. I want to speak quickly to the Democrats in the Senate and others who are considering supporting this proposal. If you do so, you will be surrendering to right-wing racism. And more than that, you will be enabling it. This is them, folks, this is them going after them. Now you see why I just said, what would it down a bottle of crazy pills? This is why these people are lunatics. They're not even talking about you. They're talking about their own Democrats. They're, they're like, hey, listen, if you don't, if you play along with this Ukraine open border thing and stop Joe Biden from stopping the Republicans from cleaning up the southern border, you're in fact a right wing racist, too. And by the way, they're not kidding. This listen to me. The ugly, I told you in the beginning, I put out the tweet about the good, the bad, and the ugly. The ugliest portion of where we are now, they, you know, that was the movie, right? The good, this, the ugliest portion is this is all being done on purpose. This is not an accident. These people are intentionally destroying the country. This is not an accident. Here, one more. Here's Pramia Jayapal, even to the left of Joaquin Castro. This woman is absolute peak crazy pills. Any more that the heart stops instantly if you take these crazy pills. She's like, let me tell you something, Joe Biden and Democrats. You better know we'll come for you, too. Like, we ain't kidding. You better keep that border open. Check this out. Backlash whether you get from the left if he does agree to these changes. He's going to there's going to be a lot. We have to put together a coalition that is the same coalition we delivered in 2020 for him to win the White House, for us to win the Senate and for us to take back the House. And that coalition involves a lot of young voters. It involves a lot of immigrant voters and involves a lot of folks of color. You see, did you read the Chiron? I'm sorry for those of you listening on Apple and Spotify, not in the live chat. There's a Chiron. On the Biden border bill, which basically is Biden saying, I want the open border and my Ukraine funding. The Republicans are saying, we're not giving you the Ukraine funding unless you close the border. That's what she's talking about. She's saying to Biden, we will not deliver younger voters and minority voters to you. We will we will protest you, too, if you agree to close the border. This is absolutely being done on purpose. So I ask you again, second poll on the same topic. Is it bad enough yet that people are going to vote differently? The answer, I don't think so. But we're getting there. Oh, he's looking over for the chat. Wait till I show you, is it bad enough yet? New York City edition coming up. You, Joe, you're the only one old enough for this. Do you, do you, I don't know if you remember this movie. You all remember the vigilante movies of the 80s? There were all those movies where, if you know, you know. It was like they were these super violent movies where these, uh, uh, like Death Wish, 1 through 62. And you remember the movie show? There was one that came out. I, it, call me crazy. I loved it. It was called The Exterminator. And no, the guy wasn't like an insecticide guy. 
He was this army blowtorch guy. And they like, I don't know, they kill his wife or something. You remember the movie, folks? Anyone in the chat? And he goes around with a blowtorch. No. He's like, he's like, the exterminator made it to New York City. This is how bad these things. Is it bad enough yet? I don't think so. Wait till I show you this video. And if you listen on Apple and Spotify, please at least go. It's like 34 minutes in and watch this. This is how crazy things have gotten. Quick break. We'll be right back to the show. Uh, Zip Recruiter with the holidays right around the corner. I had to start thinking about the perfect gift for Paula. I was like, it take a little extra time. You know, you got to come up with the right thing, right? But if you're a business owner and you got to grow your team, your perfect gift, it's super simple. You want a smart hiring solution? Use ZipRecruiter. Look no further. ZipRecruiter.com slash Bongino. And right now we're gifting it to you for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash Bongino. How's ZipRecruiter a gift to those are hiring? Well, ZipRecruiter uses smart matching technology to identify the most quality, uh, qualified people for a wide variety of roles there. ZipRecruiter lets top candidates know when they're a great match for your job. They encourage them to apply. And the bow on top, if you see a candidate who's a great match for your job, ZipRecruiter makes it easy to send them a personal invite so they're more likely to apply. So get your hiring wrapped up quickly with ZipRecruiter. Four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address now to try ZipRecruiter for free. Yes, for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash Bongino. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Thanks, ZipRecruiter. And our last sponsor today, Omaha Steaks. Omaha Steaks. What are you laughing at? I like Omaha Steaks. I can say. But, <laughs> the holidays are here. Let Omaha Steaks take the guesswork out of gifting. Shop carefully curated gift packages that are guaranteed to make spirits bright all winter long. Go to omahasteaks.com. Save 50%. 50% off site-wide. Plus, when you use promo code Bongino at checkout, get an additional $30 off your order. I said that right. Send tender, juicy, butcher's cut filet mignons, mouth-watering burgers, gourmet jumbo franks, even easy to prepare meals that are ready in a flash. Omaha Steaks ready to ship your order right now. So shop early and beat the shipping rush. Go to omahasteaks.com. Use promo code Bongino at checkout. Omaha Steaks is a gift from the heart, a gift that'll be remembered with every delicious, unforgettable bite. Order with complete confidence today, knowing you're ordering the very best. Visit omahasteaks.com. Take advantage of 50% off site-wide. Plus use promo code Bongino at checkout to get that extra $30 off your order. Minimum order may be required. Thanks, Omaha Steaks. All right. You think it's bad enough yet? No, it's not. It's not. It's bad enough that we have a good chance of winning the election, winning the Senate, and keeping the House. I want to be clear. That's not what I'm talking about. When I ask the question for the, for the new folks here, is it bad enough yet? I mean, is it bad enough for a Reagan landslide? Reagan landslide, what do you mean? Reagan won 49 states in 1984. So again, I don't like to hear from people, oh, that's never going to happen. It did happen. I'm only 49. It happened in my lifetime. Is it bad enough that we get to the point where a Trump or a DeSantis or a, another candidate, a Vivek, wins 47, 49 states? No, we're not there yet. But I'm, I'm, I'm as serious as a heart attack. We're getting there. Here's how you know it's bad. There's a poster on CNN with that toolbox, Jim Acosta, who is, I, I mean, just this guy's, this guy used to be one of our gold medal winners, but since he's become kind of an irrelevancy, I haven't heard from him in a while. We've kind of dumped him off our rankings for a little bit. You got to be a prominent guy. And that's why Stelter's kind of disappeared too. To, I don't know what happened to Potato Head. He wrote some kind of book or something like that. But here's a poster on CNN. And Acosta's trying to convince him that, oh no, it's not bad at all. Like, 
things are great, like gas is down, all this other stuff. But he doesn't take into account this key thing. I said this on Crowder, and I'll say it again if you missed it. And you know, this sounds bad. Folks, if this sounds bad, you can just tell me I'm an ass and tell me to shut the hell up. It's okay. But sometimes, I don't even know if I should say this. Should I say it? Okay. So once in a while, like I watch a clip and it's of me. Well, very rarely. And I'm like, man, that shit's pretty funny. I I shouldn't say that because I know self-praise stinks. But this was like, I was on Crowder and I brought up this point like, oh, Biden has managed to do two incredible things at the same time. He's managed to ass up both what you make and how much shit costs. Like, that's like the two things like people care about the most, right? It's not just that your real wages are down. It's that your real wages are down while a bunch of shit costs more money. That, that, that doesn't always happen. Sometimes inflation goes up 2 3% a year, but wages go up 4 or 5%. So people are like, okay, prices are up, but I'm making more. This guy screwed up both. You're making less. And inflation's going up in real money. Acosta does not understand that. He does. He just pretends not to. Listen to this. Question I have though is is inflation is cooling. I mean, if you look at gas prices, they're going down. They're around three bucks a gallon in the in the Washington D.C. area, Maryland, or Virginia. I suspect it's uh, fluctuates depending on where you are around the country, but generally coming down. People aren't feeling that enough just yet. It's is a bubble. It? Yeah, it's a bubble. People, look, what I, what I have discovered in doing my polling in Europe, in the UK, and here, <clears throat> what matters is how many months people have been struggling to deal with inflation. And each month they get madder and madder about it, as long as their, their wages are trailing prices. And they're grumpy still, right now. They're still three, look, <laughs> get out of the bubble. Yeah. <laughs> they are three, it's 3% higher than it was yeah. uh, when Biden came in. In the last in the last six months, uh, there has been a decline in disposable income. <laughs> yes, that's at least, come on. I love that he tells Acosta to get out of the bubble, dude. You live in the media bubble, not the real world. I don't know what Acosta makes. I have no idea. Uh, CNN shockingly, actually, I think pays pretty decent. I knew a couple of people who were commentators over there. They do. I mean, I'm not going to lie. They bullshit you. They, so he probably, I don't know. What do you think, Joe? 500, maybe 600? I don't know. I'm, I'm totally guessing. But I, I promise you, like, he makes a pretty decent salary at Costa, okay? This guy, it's like, by the way, why didn't you throw me? I get, you got to throw me the monthly. I'm sorry, by the way, that my Patriot Supply Monthly, as I told you, has been confiscated by Lucy, who has eaten in my Patriot Supply. Look at that. Look at that. Little sticky fingers there. I've been working on my technique. Got to catch with the hands, not the body. I've been working on that. Like, what about the throws? I don't even have to look. You see that? It's because I hit the thing. Did you see it all light, didn't you? Killed <laughs> I killed my Muttley's dead. We electrocuted him. He lives in a stupid bubble. Dog. His stupid dog. He doesn't care. Acosta doesn't give a damn if gas is three or five dollars a gallon. He probably makes a half a million a year. What does he give a damn? It's not bad enough yet for Acosta because, like the guy said, you live in this bubble, bro. Get out of the bubble. Everyone else is hurting right now. I promise you, man, I'm not that far detached from living a rather middle-class life. I don't want you to ever think like, oh, what do you know, Mr. Moneybags? Brothers and sisters, uh, Joe's been with me a long time. Joe, you remember my first house. Was it like a mansion up there in Severna Park? No. Where did we do the podcast? Describe what the podcast studio looked like. The first one. We oh, did. it was a it was a closet that we changed into a <laughs> studio, and we just about had enough room to fit in there. Uh, 
Barely. Barely. There was a desk, me and Joe, and like no free space. It was actually a little awkward. It was hot. Thankfully, Joe brushes his teeth and does not have a body odor issue. We were like <laughs> right on top. Remember that time we had poor Gail Trotta in there? Remember oh, that? Yeah. And it was like the three of us like this. Folks, I get it, man. I totally get it. You guys are getting screwed. Is it bad enough yet? I'm not sure. But watch this. Here's bad enough New York City edition. This is the exterminator. Remember the exterminator with the blowtorch? Apparently, this guy was very upset that they locked up the items in New York City. So what does he do? He goes full exterminator. This is real, folks. Now, for those of you listening, this guy's got like a, a like, I don't know. I'm not a welder. I like an acetylene torch or something like that. He's just burning the locks off. It's not butane torch. It's not funny. Like, I'm not, this is just, this is so bananas. This is from Mahmood underscore KJ on TikTok. Look at this guy. Nobody's doing anything. Everybody's watching this guy go full exterminator. This is New York City. This is this is in every major city. You could spend all day on TikTok and Reels watching videos like no, he is in no rush to get out of that. By the way, that goes on for like another minute. I only cut 40 Flame seconds wrench. of it. Yeah, I mean, right? I, the guys, nobody's stopping them. Everybody's like this. Everybody's here. Everybody's video. <laughs> nobody's stopping this cat at all. Because why would why? The corporation's gonna fire you. The cops ain't going to do jack. What's the point? Is it bad enough yet? No, no, I expanded my thing. I was trying to, I always like to see the chat. I wound up hitting the expand button instead. I was looking at my face on the screen like that. Maybe this is why some young voters have had enough. Have you seen these recent polls? Hey, by the way, one quick note on polling. A poll came out. And chatsters, I need you to pay close attention and spread the word on this because this is freaking me out a little bit. A poll came out today. I don't want to get too off topic. It's not in the elements. Don't worry, guys. I can see them looking like, where's he going? A poll came out today. If you did not vote in the 2020 election, if you didn't vote, but you poll those people, hey, did you vote in 2020? No, but I plan on voting now or they're thinking about it. Trump is up by a significant amount, like 20 points. If you did vote in the 2020 election, Trump is down by six. Folks, this is why I tell you, you, you see the point in this? We got it. I get it. There is a massive amount of voter fraud going on. I get it. But you can't tell people the way to fix it is to not vote. The Democrats are praying you do that. I am not accepting the system as it is. I'm not acknowledging it. We need to fix it. A number of states have done some good things, Florida being one of them. But you got to get out, man. That's a really disturbing stat. And he's starting to get hurt, speaking of polling, with young voters where he's getting just destroyed. Biden, that is. He's getting just wrecked. Now, this segment goes on for a while, and there's some people who say they're going to vote for Biden, but I want you to listen to these two. This is NBC, by the way, from the Is It Bad Enough segment. Young voters, a good, large swaths of them, can't stand this guy in the White House now, and he's going to have to deal with this because this is a significant portion of the demographics' destiny argument. The Democrats thought we're going to pull them into the future to a permanent majority. Young voters were a huge portion of that. 
Not like this it isn't. Check this out. Give me the emotion that you have in looking at your choice this election. Not not enthused. Uh, I'd say overall I feel very pragmatic and strategic about it. All of these issues that, that are popular with Democrats, he has not only not addressed, but often gone the entire opposite way on. I mean, I can look at like almost every issue in my head that's important to me, and I see a failure on Biden's part. Listen, you got to understand how critical this is. Voting is not, you have to think of voting. Just think of it agnostically. Be disinterested in it. Disinterested. No, not uninterested. Disinterested. It's not the same thing. Be an impartial judge. Voting is nothing more than an Excel spreadsheet to get to 51%. That is it. There are constituencies of people that vote traditionally in the same manner and have in the past. Just look at the data. Younger voters tend, tend to vote Democrat. Minority voters tend to vote Democrat. If they don't piece together that coalition, well, women, young single women tend to vote Democrat. If that coalition isn't there and they're missing a huge chunk of it, minority voters and young voters, do you understand the spreadsheet adds up to less than 51? They can't win. There is no math. And you know what's not helping? More Democrat scandals. This is getting uglier for Biden and the Democrats. Some of you asked me yesterday why I didn't talk about gay porn gate in the Senate. Well, number one, I, it was on the agenda. Can you guys vouch for me? It was there. I just, we just didn't get to it because there was so much going on with that insane CNN story where they're preparing you about the binder. But number one, the stories to me is just like, I don't know. I guess the story's not that interesting to me because if you know how the Hill works and how disgusting it is up there, you're not even remotely surprised. Long and short of it is this. And I, I, the only reason I have anything to say about this at all is, Joe, you and I have a relationship with Senator Ben Cardin, whose staffer is alleged oh, yeah. to have done the activities, if you know what I mean. Uh, that's how I met Joe. I ran for Senate as a Republican nominee against this guy, Ben Cardin, the senator from Maryland. That's right. how I met Joe doing a radio show at WCBM talking about my Senate campaign. So I know this guy and his campaign well. Ben Cardin's staffers alleged to have done the dirty, uh, the, some gay stuff he was doing in the Senate room or whatever. But the interesting part about this story, wait, put that back up. This is, folks, yes or no in the chat. Is this not the greatest Republicans pounce story? This is the ballsiest Republican pounce I've ever seen. I see what you did there. This is the ballsiest. Man, they've got some nuts. But Mr. Senate staffer alleged by conservative outlets to have had sex in a hearing room is no longer employed. What do you mean alleged by conservatives? The video is out there. The kid basically, what the hell do we have to do with it? Alleged by conservative outlets, we got nothing to do with it. Wasn't my tape. I wasn't there like, oh, it's a wrong angle here, but I what do I have to do? I'm just telling you what happened. Alleged. Charles Cook had the best take on this at all on Twitter. They just can't stop. They can't stop. Here he is. The media cannot escape this formulation. It is constitutionally incapable of seeing what it does or why. <laughs> Charles Cook. They can't. Everything is a Republican's pounce. Do you know why they do Republican's pounce? I always hesitate to explain this for the thousandth time, but it's so important. They do not want to focus on this being a Democrat scandal. 
It's a Democrat Cardin staffer accused of doing this. So what do they do? They have to distract and make it about the Republican reaction. Conservatives pounce on this story. We have nothing to do with this story at all. Nothing. I didn't release the tape. I didn't get the tape. I don't know the kid. I only know Cardin because I ran against him. He's not my buddy. They can't stop. All right, I got to switch gears a little bit. Some serious stuff here. Folks, uh, RFK Jr., as I've said in the the past, I I don't vote for Democrats. I don't vote for people who voted for Democrats. Uh, I'm voting for Trump this time around. I think I've been pretty fair and honest about that. But RFK Jr. has been kind of tearing up the media scene because a lot of times he just starts spitting facts and a lot of these media people are totally unprepared for it. Whether he starts talking about research and stuff on vaccines, I guess what I'm trying to get at is if you're in the media ecosystem like I am, and RFK, by the way, is welcome on any time. We've actually invited him, right? He's welcome on the show anytime, RFK Jr. I'm just telling you, you better be prepared to debate him because the guy knows what he's talking about. So he goes on this show with uh, Crystal Ball. I don't know where it is, but Chris, yeah, it's a, it's a really Crystal Ball. I think she ran for Congress too at one time, but she, I think she's a Democrat. She's a, you know, I don't know if she's a liberal, but she's definitely a Democrat. And she goes on and she wants to start talking about, you know, Israel versus Hamas and all this. And RFK just absolutely destroys her, starts spitting facts about Hamas billionaires. Wait, there were billionaires in Hamas? How did they become billionaires? What did they invent, like the new next big AI system? No, they just took a bunch of international aid money away from people they were supposed to be giving it to. What? Oh, yeah. Listen, she seems surprised by this. Check this out. Hamas is a criminal enterprise. Sure. Yes. The, the Palestinian, and you, you talk about solutions for the Palestinian people. The yeah. Palestinian people are arguably the most pampered people by international aid organizations. In the are you kidding of the world. me? Even for the source, 78% of people in Gaza said they had, you know, not enough food to eat. Right. And why is that? Why are you blaming Israel? Well, in part, it's Hamas. And in part, it's the fact that Israel imposed a blockade and talked about putting them on a diet. If if your neighbor, first of all, Israel has no obligation. Israel built 3,000 hothouses and gave them for greenhouses. That would have made Gaza completely food self-sufficient, gave it to them as a gift, offered to rebuild the port of Gaza, to make it the Singapore of the West. Hamas said, no, we don't want you money. We don't want you ideas. And what do they do? The international aid agencies have given Hamas, have given Gaza more than 10 times per capita what we gave to rebuild all of Europe after the Marshall Plan. They've gotten $8,300 per capita. Every person in Gaza we rebuilt Europe with $621 per capita in Europe, and we rebuilt it. Mm-hmm. What did they do with that money? Instead of using it to make this, you know, Gaza is this beautiful country. White sand sure. beaches, it should be a paradise. Hamas said, we don't want that. They take virtually all of that money and they steal it. So the top five guys, the top five leaders of Hamas are billionaires. That's, folks. Where do you think they got the money? These people are, you're being spun up. You're being spun up if you fall for this trap. Do facts even matter anymore? Do you know how much the left loves useful idiots if you defend this disgusting, filth terrorist organization that, by the way, would kill and cut your balls off, kill you and cut your nuts off in a freaking heartbeat as you're sitting there protesting? Queers for Palestine. 
There's no Hamas for queers. There's not a there's not an inverse group, okay? There's not. Oh no, Dan. Come on. They're not targeting useful idiots. Really? Have you read this New Yorker article by Emma Green? This is a freaking instant classic. How a student group is politicizing a generation on Palestine. This is awesome. She even says it. Well, she writes about it. Sean Aaron, another steering committee member, told me that Students for Justice in Palestine is oriented in a special way. This, folks, this is real. The idea is to appeal to people who know nothing. <laughs> they just come out and say it. They all the, uh, just compare it to apartheid or something and make sure they don't know anything or ask any questions. Yeah, but we're a terror group killing people. That apartheid thing was really bad. Like, we're kind of doing like the same thing. Terror taxes, which is what apartheid really was. No, no, no. Don't, they're, they're stupid people. They just don't make the connection. Just say the Jews are like apartheid. And they're like, okay. Okay. Here, it gets even better. This is a classic quote in this next part. You can pull up the next piece here. They say, oh, you know, no worries about this from the river to the sea stuff. The guy goes, I don't understand the rhetoric of people being threatened by from the river to the sea. Jonathan Isla Rampagoa, a first year student, said, he notes it's quite literally geography that we just want the whole land belonging back to the people who are now refugees. Folks, it's just geography. So they basically want to take millions of Jews and what, throw them into the sea? I've got news for you. A lot of things are just geography, including Jonathan Isla Rampagoa's house. That's just geography. I can guarantee you if Jonathan Isla Rampagoa, who's got three names, if someone came over to his house, like say a burglar or a home invader late at night and said, this is my house now. It's just geography, Jonathan. It's just geography. Jonathan would be like, wait, wait. We kind of own this place. No, no, no. You stole it from Native Americans who lived here a generation before you. He'd be like, well, it's not just geography now. Everything's just geography. The whole idea of real estate in a country and a landmass and borders is just geography too. But again, they appeal to people who, quote, know nothing. Know nothing. Folks, I want to leave you with some good news. This is all going to change soon. There's a great piece in the Wall Street Journal I strongly encourage you to read. It's called Woke Students Will Outgrow It. I'm telling you is why I, why I always say, is it bad enough yet? No, but it's getting there. The thing about this wokeism and cancel culture is it thrives without sunlight on it like a fungus. The minute people see it for what it really is, which is the gist of what this piece is about, you're going to have a hard time defending this shit going forward. It's now been exposed. People out there defending terrorism, defending the beheading of people, the rape of women. It's all out there now. And he uses a term in this piece, Michael Segal, and woke students will outgrow it, of rapid change called punctuated equilibrium. Now, if you're a hardcore P1 in the chat, you know for a fact we've used this term hundreds of times. It's, it's, an, it's, a, it, it, it's a term in biology. It's not anything I invented. But it's the idea that, you know, a mass incident like a comet strike is going to trigger massive evolutionary change. What happened on October 7th in Israel is going to trigger massive change. You cannot go out there and defend the rape of women on camera and expect companies out there in America to take the liability on of hiring you. 
Imagine, just imagine for a second, an incident happens at the job. The office closes at five and you and a coworker are there and the guy starts putting his hands on you and the lawyer finds out for the woman that you were on camera six months ago at a defend Hamas rally defending the rape of women. Do you understand the liability that company's going to take on? This is going to be a massive change for people. Punctuated equilibrium. I've used that term because it changes like that. You, I'm telling you, man, you got to be optimistic. This is going to be the end of these people. And you're seeing it even in the free market here. Here are the useful, look at uh, Christopher Rufo here. This tweet from Christopher Rufo. They, they, they can't keep this up, folks. Christopher Rufo got the rules on plagiarism from 1995, which would apply to the Harvard president who's been credibly accused of plagiarism. The rules are clear. She should have been required to withdraw from the college for at least two semesters. They're clear as day. They can't keep rewriting. There it is right there. You can look at it right now. Rufo got his hands on copyright, 1995, Harvard. The president of the college required to withdraw from the college for at least two sentences, two semesters, excuse me. She's the president. You can't keep redefining this. People are going to notice. What do you think a lawyer... Again, let's go back to the lawyer thing. A lawyer for a kid who gets thrown out of Harvard for plagiarism. What do you think he's going to say now? Then when Harvard has to start doling out dollars to everybody, all of a sudden they're like, holy shit, this is real. And look at this. Harvard's all about brand, folks. People overpaid for this brand for a long time. New York Post, students rejecting early Harvard acceptance as anti-Semitism stigma plagues the Ivy League institution. Who's going to go here? Who is it? Yeah, it's a well-earned stigma, right? Who the hell's going to go? Who's going to hire these people? Who's going to hire a college that defends, uh, you know, alleged plagiarists as the president of the college while the student, uh, the whole student population there is seemingly accepting from the river to the sea genocide calls? Who's going to hire these people? You imagine the liability you're taking on? Folks, I got a lot more. I get this Ashley Biden taxes. I'm going to have to do it tomorrow, but I got to run. I got to do the radio show. But thank you so much, man. Three million yesterday, another 107,700 today. We're just setting a bar for digital podcasting now to Spongino Army. And I want you to know I'm in this fight with you and I love you so much. I so deeply appreciate you being here. Download the Rumble app, please. And click that follow button. Let's get to 4 million now. Click that green follow button. Spread the word. Thanks to everyone who's been telling their friends to join the chat. I really appreciate it. I'll see you back here tomorrow. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show.